Hello, and welcome to the first episode of What the Hell is Happening's first season, The Graduates of 2020. My name is Akshay Ravi. For those of you who probably don't know me, I'm a recent graduate of USC's School of Cinematic Arts' Film and TV Production and Media Arts and Practice programs. I actually just graduated this May in 2020, right in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, which is what this series is kind of focused on. Um, so the goal of this is pretty singular. I'm going to be having in-depth conversations with some of my fellow peers who are also reaching this incredible milestone during a time that we never envisioned ourselves being in. The qualifier for who I interview is also really simple. I'm only interviewing graduates of the class of 2020. I'm talking to them about experiences they're having relating to issues from all walks of life, from familial issues to societal injustices and in how individuals are relating to the world around them in what is inherently a transitionary time in our lives as we prepare to enter the quote unquote real world. That said, I wanted to start the series off very casually. Um, so this first episode is kind of a wholesome representation of what the norm seems to be for a lot of people. In this episode, I interviewed two of my best friends since middle school, uh, Jen and Rebecca Lease. They'll both introduce themselves a little bit more in depth in the episode, but Jen is a recent graduate from Notre Dame and Beck is a recent graduate from University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. This episode was recorded in person um, with all social distancing rules in place, so that means we were six feet apart, we were outside, um, and since I only had one mic, the audio isn't quite the highest quality um, that it could be while I was still figuring out how to do it. But I hope you still enjoy listening to my interview with Beck and Jen Lees. I haven't seen a dog in two months, guys. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. So, first things first. Whoever's listening needs to be able to identify your voices. So just say your name, say who you are, where you graduated from, a little bit about yourself. Okay. Ready to go first? Oh, sweet. Well, my name is Jen Weiss. Um, I just graduated a couple days ago from the University of Notre Dame. And in fall, hopefully, I'll be moving to um, Washington, D.C. My name is Rebecca Lees, and I graduated a few weeks ago from the University of Michigan. And next month, I'll be moving to Indianapolis, where I'll be working for a pharmaceutical company, Eli Lilly, in one of their manufacturing plants. So, really excited for that. Um, where were you when you found out that school was going to be online? Like, when you first like heard the news. I know you had already done spring break by that point. Yeah, I was really lucky. So spring break was the week ending like March 6th. I had gone to Mexico, but I'm back from Mexico, which was great because I like wasn't worried about it over my spring break. And basically as soon as I got back from spring break, it was like, okay, college is over, like go home basically. I actually only had like one day of classes that week on Wednesday. And Wednesday morning, we had found out that there was the first case in the state of Michigan. So we were all like, oh, like it came to Michigan, what's gonna happen? And so that afternoon I was in my class, which was a four hour lab. And in the middle of lab, we got the email that classes were gonna be online for the rest of the semester. That was really strange because I was like, this class I'm in right now is my last class I'll ever attend as a graduating senior. And then a few days later on Friday, we got the news that um, our commencement ceremony was canceled. And I think shortly after that, we got the news that everything through final exams would also be online. So it all happened really quickly. And then that next Saturday, March 13th, I came home. How about you, Jen? 
So it's kind of funny, actually. I was on spring break when we found out. We I went to Austin with some of my college friends, and we got the announcement, I think, that Wednesday. So our spring break was from March like 7th through 14th. It was funny because we knew we knew the university was gonna say something, but we weren't quite sure. And we got the email while we were on the wine tour. <laughs> <laughs> so I had like just begun. We're sitting out at the first place where you like get food and drinks and we all did this email and we're all like, well, time to, you know, resume this <laughs> most of it. And it was kind of absurd, this kind of absurd mood of, you know, like the sun is shining and we're in this beautiful land of drinking wine and the world is ending. <laughs> and then after that, um, I like finished out the rest of my spring break and came home the same day as that, that Saturday. Um, but yeah, so like we didn't, no one got to say goodbye on campus, which was kind of hard, because when we left for spring break, it was like, you know, we didn't really expect it to be the last time we'd all be there. So that was kind of sad, but it was nice to get that last, you know, time with my friends. That's actually interesting because my next, the next thing I wanted to like ask about was like what you did, like between the time that you found out and like when you left, like what did you do to like make that, those last few normal college days special? Yeah, I was really lucky that I had a few days um, in order to like say goodbye, be on campus. And it was less than less time than I was expecting to have, obviously. Um, and as soon as we got the email, my parents were like, okay, like you're coming home. So like stop socializing. Like all the college kids need to like all go home and all stop doing things. But obviously most kids didn't take it as seriously as we did. And I was one of the first kids to go home. So in those last few days, like all of my friends were still there and not a lot really slowed down at first. Um, and so my parents weren't thrilled with this, but I did take the time to see some of my friends that, especially the ones that I didn't think I would see in a really long time. Um, so I went out to brunch with my roommates and I didn't, um, I went to some of the like bars in Ann Arbor that I'd never been before that were like a little less popular, just some of the things that I really wanted to check off my bucket list. And I was with the same people most of the time. So I didn't, expose myself to a whole bunch of new people as much as possible and when I was in situations where there were a lot of people I tried to remove myself from them pretty quickly um but it was nice being able to you know go say bye to the friends I wanted to say bye to and go to some of my favorite food spots for the last time to you know get a cone of ice cream or like I said brunch with my roommates um and then that very last day that I had on campus I just even if I just stopped by someone's apartment for like two minutes to say goodbye to them. I tried to do that. Um, and it definitely was not the safest thing to do, but at that point, I don't think there were any cases on campus yet. Um, so I didn't feel too exposed. And then I felt more at peace going home because once I got home, I saw absolutely no one. Mm -hmm. And so from the second I got home, I was like, okay, like I will completely isolate, completely quarantine because I got that chance to like you know, feel at peace with it, feel okay about it, and say goodbye to campus a little bit and have my last few days of college be fun and not be, you know, tainted with the fear of coronavirus and with, you know, isolation. They were pretty good college days. Mm. When you were, like, rounding that stuff up, were you at all thinking about, like, oh, graduation and, you know, like, there's all these kind of the rituals, I guess, that come with, like, being a senior at the end of your senior year that like 
kind of get missed out on. When I was in those last few days, I expected that I would go home for probably a month and then get to come back to campus because I didn't move out of my apartment. I just like packed a bag with not a lot of clothes in it and came home. So I was like, well, at some time I'm going to have to go back and move out of my apartment. So what makes most sense is the week of graduation to come back to campus, move out, get to do some celebratory things with my friend, hopefully celebrate graduation. Um, and so I still had those things in my mind that they possibly could happen. But then as things got worse and it looked like you know, graduation was canceled and it wasn't safe enough to go back on campus. And most of my friends after I left campus also left campus. It became clear that I wasn't going to get to do any of those things, mm. which was sad. But by the time that it was clear that I wasn't going to get to do any of those things, it was so clear that like that was very necessary and that it's like the safe responsible thing to do and that I should just be happy to be healthy. Mm. And so it kind of like lessened the blow a little bit that like I didn't know that I was going to miss out on absolutely everything until it became like clear that it was completely necessary and before like kind of put things into perspective about how bad it was getting just to be happy to have done what I got to do. Mm. How about you? Like in Austin, like I know like you were on spring break and stuff like that and you didn't get to necessarily say your last goodbyes, but like how did you make those last few days with your college friends special? Um, we, so we were staying in an Airbnb. So luckily, you know, we spent like all of our time together and it was kind of hard because there was a little bit of processing, you know, there was a little bit of like, okay, what's my life going to look like for the next couple months? And there was a little bit of fear. So I definitely did, you know, in the morning, just take some time by myself to just sit and be like, okay, the world's changing. And like, I can't pretend like it's not happening. And like, I did want to be alone for a little bit, but also I realized that, you know, like I shouldn't want to be alone because I was going to have plenty of time to be alone. Um, but we did, you know, we did try and make the most of the last couple days. We like went out for dinner. Um, wow. I didn't know that was the last time I was going to be going out to dinner. Um, and like walked around outside a lot. And then we, um, I tried to, you know, stay up a little later and just sit around like talking and playing games and kind of just like enjoying each other's company. Um, at the beginning it was kind of, you know, Oh, doom and gloom. We were all, you know, caught up in all the things that were going to change. But after we had, you know, kind of, I think we talked, talked that out pretty quickly. And eventually it was like, okay, I don't really want to talk about this anymore. I want to just, you know, spend time with each other and enjoy each other's company and, you know, pretend like it's normal for a little bit. And then we can really, um, you know, hunker down as we get home and be sad then. How have you been keeping connected with those people like that you had to say goodbye to? I, I get into like introvert mode almost. I don't know if you guys find that, but like, especially because school and home life are just so completely separate. It's kind of like like object permanence. Like mm -hmm. all of my school connections exist there and all of my home connections exist here and it's really easy to forget about them. Yeah. Um, and honestly, for a while, like I didn't do a very good job of connecting with them because I like got home and when I get home again, I'm kind of on like introvert mode and I get socially a little lazy, especially when there's a lot of excuses to do so. But after a few weeks, I started to be like, okay, like I really, you know, miss these people, want to hang out with them. And I started to kind of like fit them into routines. So like, for example, with my roommates, we FaceTime every Monday. Um, and if we can't on Monday, we'll reschedule it for later in the week. And we just like always hold each other accountable. It's on our Google calendars. Cause those are like my three best friends and the three people I saw most at school. Um, so that's been really good. And then some of my other friends, 
um, whether it's through calling them or through Snapchat, like every few weeks, just like reminding myself to reach out to them and try and like stay connected that way. Um, and I think it's, it's hard for everyone here, all of our friends from high school and from our hometown, because we're so close, but there's so little we can do compared to what we'd usually do. And usually when we be back home, we take the opportunity to do really cool things that we like have wanted to do and maybe couldn't do in high school, like yeah. one out downtown Naperville. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like hard to only be able to like, maybe like go and walk with someone or maybe like sit outside and talk to someone. Um, and other people's parents might not let you do that with them either. Yeah. Um, but these are people that you're really not used to like having to communicate with virtually because you grew up with them. You're so used to seeing them in person every single day when you were growing up. Yeah. Um, and even when we come back here, it's like on the, at the drop of a hat, you can like see them in a moment in yeah. person. And it's not like, it's, it's a quick text to ask if they're free, but not, you know, a FaceTime or a, or a Zoom or something like that. So Yeah. So it's hard, but our family has been, has a few other families that like we will once every like week or so do something outdoors with, like sit around a fire, like sit in a yard and that's something that's been good, but it's also something that like whoever you're seeing has to be okay with too. So like some people, their parents will let them do like absolutely anything, which is like totally understandable and respectable. So like that's also a weird thing to have to overcome because like some people you just like really can't see in person at all, or maybe they're busy and they can't call very much, or maybe they don't have a lot of privacy at home. So those have been mm-hmm. weird things too. But I think like getting it into routine to remind yourself is good. How about you? How have you been? keeping connected i'm gonna have to agree with the routine part um because every once in a while you know i'll text a friend and be like hey let's call later today but that takes i don't know it's always a little bit harder to take the initiative and do that than it is you know like do something that's put on a schedule of some sort like for example every tuesday i virtually you know do a zoom lunch with a group of friends or it's kind of funny i have a zoom book club (laughs) with a couple (laughs) of friends of mine um from college and that's actually been awesome because we get to see each other once every week or two and then you know there's also all this time spent reading a book much faster than (laughs) i ever would at school i'm like do not read at school you read books for school i never did that (laughs) not as an engineer i'm illiterate (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, But that's been really nice. And I think in some ways it's made me reach out to people I wouldn't normally reach out to um, because I think all of us are feeling a little, you know, lonely and disconnected. And, you know, where previously it might be like, ooh, like it's not really normal for me to reach out to this person. Now it's like nothing's normal. So like anything's fair game, (laughs) which is kind of nice, I think. Um, but yeah, so I think having those kind of routine, like weekly meetings with friends have been really nice, even if, you know, you have nothing to update <laughs> each other on <laughs> in terms of your, of your daily lives. Sometimes it's just about like the, the meaningless, you know, What'd you have lunch? <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I made eggs again today. <laughs> I'm a part of me worries that like once this is all over, all the out of practice socializing with people and like meeting new people. I was thinking about this because like even the people who I'm talking to, like, yeah, like meeting, talk, reaching out to people who I don't talk to as much. It's the same people that I know 
but I'm not practicing like making new friends and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is strange, especially because, you know, we're graduating, we're gonna be in a completely new scenario where like we have to start making new friends and stuff. Or we'll like go overboard and be too excited to meet everyone and like it's just it's just weird. (laughs) Wait, so that part, like external social life has been kind of relegated to Zoom and like routine, but how have you guys been keeping each other sane? It's been great, actually. It's been really great for you. You know, I've been really grumpy, like, today. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We all get grumpy sometimes. (laughs) But overall, it's been really good. We get a little stubborn with each other, even though I don't think we're stubborn out, like, external to our family. (laughs) No, like, not to anyone else. Like, that's what I'm like. But yeah, so we have each other as twins. Then we have our little sister, who just finished school as a senior and now has nothing to do she's going into her freshman year college she just finished high school graduation and then our parents like are a little busier but still like to do stuff as a family so we with our family play lots of games and watch tv shows together and then as sisters it's great because we can work out together and cook together and do stupid food challenges together we had a pizza eating contest oh my gosh the smallest of us won which is just ridiculous one? Yeah, one. she had like 14 pieces. No, she had like 12 pieces. I'm really impressed. <laughs> I thought she would be the first to lose. <laughs> she like, she wasn't, she's like empty. She's like hollow. <laughs> she like doesn't have like sub. She, she just like fills up with pizza. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, that's been, I, I feel like I would have a harder time quarantining if I was like in my apartment at school because A, there's less space, but also it would just be really difficult to be like quarantining with like no one or quarantining with like a few people my age. Whereas like with our family where we all like, we've all got our niche. Yeah, we all like have our own separate lives, but also like come together and all know each other really well. Mm-hmm. Definitely kept us sane. And I think a big thing that keeps us sane is that during the day, we kind of do our own thing. Otherwise, I think that would be really problematic. We all, you know, have our own rooms, can take our time, you know, to just do whatever we're going to do during the day. And then we usually come together at night to, like, watch a movie and have dinner together, which I think is is nice, um, kind of as a routine. Have you had to make any serious adjustments to your lifestyle? I also totally interrupted you, so go ahead with whatever That's you're okay. I was just going to say that I think our mom is secretly a little bit happy that we have to do this because it's a lot of good family time that we really won't get once Jen and I move away. So. True, true. Oh, but adjustments. Mm. I don't know. Not really. <laughs> we have to buy more beer. <laughs> our, all of our schedules are a little different. So, for example, like our dad wakes up at like six or seven and goes to bed by like nine or ten, but I'll wake up at like eight or nine and go to bed at like midnight. Yeah. So that's a little interesting just being like aware of like what everyone else is doing at different times of the day and like not being too loud, especially since our dad works like at our dining room table where he can hear us. I think that's actually the biggest adjustment probably for him is the noise. Like he took a comforter, like a bed comforter. And did he, I think he hung it up with nails between. So our kitchen opens to our dining room and it was too much noise for him. So he nailed up this comforter for like a sound barrier and, you know, just to like close off his space a little bit. But, you know, we don't have that much work to do now that school's over, but for him, he definitely still has to, you know, keep that going. Mm -hmm. And there are some things that I feel like we used to have to adjust that now we don't like 
like sharing cars like we never have to worry about like who's taking what car like there's no car to be taken like we don't have to fight about like what we need at the grocery store because like we only send one person to the grocery store every week and it's our mom <laughs> like we all have time to cook so no one's like oh no one has time to cook dinner like any one of us could cook dinner like any time it's nice like our parents do a really good job of like respecting our privacy and not being like overbearing and like making it easy to come home, I think. Yeah, for sure. So we're like lucky that they kind of let us do what we want and still give us like, make us feel like we're not little kids. And we help out. Like, it's not like we're just doing our own thing, but at this point it's cause like we realized that, you know, we should be grateful to have, you know, free food. At first <laughs> it was hard because when we first got home, we didn't really like set expectations for what isolating was going to look like. So like when we got home, our parents kind of were like, you know, you could probably like, after you isolate for five or six days, it looks like you're not getting sick, don't have any symptoms. You could probably see some people, go visit some people, do some things. But then as the weeks went on and it got worse, we'd be like, oh, mom, can I go hang out with this person? Um, and she'd be like, I don't know. We'll have to see. And as someone who like makes their own decisions prior to coming home, that's kind of hard to not only have to follow someone else's rules, but not even have rules to be able to follow. Just have it be like at the whim of our parents to figure out when we're going to decide what we can and can't do. And so I know I felt like just kind of annoyed by that. And like, it wasn't, they weren't really treating us as adults. They were kind of just like not deciding what they're going to let us do or not. Um, and then eventually we like sat down as a family and talked out all of our perspectives and set up expectations for like, okay, like for at least this amount of time, we're really not going to see anyone. But then eventually when we do see people, like here are the different levels of contact that can be had. And when we feel like we'd be comfortable with them. And once we had those expectations, it was so much easier to just be like, okay, we are not seeing anyone. Cool. I know that now. And like succumbing to just staying at home and not like having the back and forth of that argument. Mm -hmm. Do you find that also is yeah, I think so. I mean, I think... You're doing my job for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, because I definitely respect, you know, no as an answer. I think the lack of any kind, you know, there's no protocol for this. And I think there was a little bit where we were like, okay, how do we even, like, define, um, you know, protocol for this? And I think it helped a lot. Um, but also... It was, you know, the first couple weeks when it was really ramping up, you know, every day, the headlines were just worse and worse. That, I think, kind of just gave this whole air of uncertainty. So it was kind of frustrating, but also, you know, we can't blame our parents because no one knew how big it was going to be. I mean, I guess some people made some pretty astute observations from that. <laughs> so I think that some people ignored them. Um, but I think now that it's... I don't want to say steady state, but it's not like right now there's no new news. It's just like normal bad. Like yeah. it's bad out there. Yeah. It's, gonna <laughs> it's gonna stay bad until it gets better. Yes. And exactly. all we can do is like a certain set of actions. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're kind of like grooving with, you know, the norm. And there was just that kind of like flux, which was a little harder. But I don't know if you feel that it's like stabilized a little bit in your household. I feel like it's been pretty similar, like the same way, you know, like we kind of, you know, we have our, we have our spaces and we have our work hours technically. It's definitely been kind of tough, you know, not seeing anyone else, but then also not really like you were saying, it's just like, 
being in college and being independent for so long, there's like a certain level of autonomy that we have over like our lives and everything we do on a daily basis. It's just like, it's like all of a sudden that's not there um, because we're dependent on, you know, some three other people being okay with what we're doing um, on an everyday basis. So it's like, it definitely affects things from that angle. Um, but, you know, I think uh, as we've been kind of chilling, uh, things have gotten, you know, smoothed out a little bit. Um, we kind of know what's what the groove is, like what we can do, what we can't do. I think it's going to be there for a little while, though. I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. And at the beginning, our mom was kind of like, we need to see absolutely no one. And then eventually, once it starts getting better, we'll see people again, which was like a bad expectation to have. I think because then our dad was like, okay, yeah, right now we need to see no one, but also recognize that it's going to be a problem for a lot longer than we expect it to be. Could be two months, could be three months, could be a year. So like, we need to look for something that's sustainable for our family because we can't just completely shut down with the expectation that it's not going to last that long. Like we have to find at some point a balance where we're being safe, but also like having a lifestyle that isn't going to make us go totally crazy. Right. Adjusting to the new norms kind of thing. Yeah. Like the other night when we had, like we were outside the entire time, um, just like in the backyard. And it was like, you know, I wouldn't classify it as like a risky thing. It was a pretty small gathering. But the qual- the increase in quality of life from that gathering was so like, I just, you know, it felt like a normal night, even though, you know, we were keeping our distance and it was small gathering, but it was like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to a person and like who's right in front of me and it's a beautiful summer night. And it just felt so good. And I didn't feel like it was risky, but it took a while to get to that balance, you know, because you have to, like, we had to have ingrained, like, oh, like I can't go like give this yeah. person a hug, you know, like there are differences, but it was definitely more sustainable than like nothing, you yeah. know? Oh, absolutely. So what did graduation look like in the lease household? I feel like graduation was actually pretty special still, which was mostly due to the fact that our parents really cared a lot and wanted us to feel like we were celebrating. They went above and beyond. Yeah. So for both of our graduation days, we had a really nice brunch with our family that we got to, you know, pick what we wanted and order a bunch of food and have brunch and mimosas with our family and toasts. And then we had uh, videos posted, both for schools posted videos to watch, um, just like speakers and speeches and stuff like that. So we watched that with our families and then took lots of pictures. Um, and then for both of us, there was also a little bit of like a happy surprise element too that our parents planned for us. So for my graduation weekend, they let my boyfriend Matt come to visit, which was a total surprise and like very unexpected because we had had no social contact and I had obviously been like, so what do you think it's going to be like safe for me to see that finally? And that was a really nice surprise. And then for Jen's weekend, they surprised her by taking us all on a trip to Notre Dame a few days beforehand. And I actually thought we were going to Chicago. So <laughs> in the morning, actually, the day before my mom's like, I thought we'd go to Chicago tomorrow to, you know, take pictures of the three you in your caps and just like take some graduation pictures. And we're on like 55, we're on the highway. And instead of continuing on towards Chicago, we get off at 294 and I'm like, what the heck? Like, I know this exit, this exit is the way to school. And then I sit there for a minute and I look around the car and everyone's looking at me and I'm like, oh, <laughs> We're going to Notre Dame. How did it feel to go back to Notre Dame after? It was, there were a lot of, of emotions. I think, you know, okay, so I cried in the car, of course. Naturally. I, I cried in the car. Um, but after that, I, you know, I wasn't sad. It was kind of like, 
as soon as I stepped on campus, I was like, ah, you know, just this feeling of like appreciation for the place. Um, and also two of my friends were still on campus. And so they, you know, accompanied us, you know, from a short distance, um, and like walked with us throughout the day. So just, you know, being, it felt like I never left kind of for a minute. It was like this little bubble and it was this beautiful sunny day. Um, so it was kind of like this little like oasis as if, you know, life was normal walking around with my friends on campus. Um, and yeah, I thought I'd be sad. Like I thought I'd get to campus and cry again, but really I was just like, you know, this place was great. Um, and I appreciate it so much for the time I got there. But at that point, I had, you know, I had gone through a couple of weeks at home where I was really sad. But at that point, I had processed it. And I was like, you know, I'll always be able to come back. Like, I'll always be, you know, kind of like a part of me will be here. But, you know, my time living here is over. And that's, that's okay. So I felt, I didn't feel as sad as I expected to, definitely. Did you get to go back to Michigan at all? Not yet. I'm going back this weekend and taking some socially distant pictures with my roommates, <laughs> which is something we had planned on doing, like with a photographer and our caps and gowns and graduation dresses. But then obviously it was not really safe to go back around the time of graduation. But now that things are a little less scary, um, I'm going to go back this weekend um, and not only take some pictures with my roommates and then my family's going to come and, you know, take pictures just with me too and get to like say goodbye to campus, but then I'll move out of my apartment and get all of my stuff. Cause I'm moving, uh, to Indianapolis next month. So I need to get my stuff at some point. So it'll be nice to like finally go. And I still like feel connected to the university. So kind of say my goodbyes and appreciate school. Then it'll be sad, but I'm glad I will get the chance to go and it's supposed to be nice out so mm. one thing that i've been i don't know if you guys have been struggling with the same thing but i feel like being away from campus has like uh divorced us from that like sense of closure that we might get from like you know wrapping up our senior year doing all those special those banquets and those like you know last bar crawls with your friends and like you know whatever else comes with it um how have you guys managed to find that closure in this time when you're not able to be on campus? I think it was easier for me because I wasn't super, like I wasn't a full-time student and I wasn't super duper like into the student life. When I was there, I was kind of already transitioning out. Um, and I am really sad that I didn't get to do a lot of the things that I was looking forward to. But one thing that I actually find makes me feel better is the fact that, you know, there's a lot of pressure in the last few months of college to have it be really awesome and do all the things you want to do. And then if it's not really awesome, that's your fault. And I feel like I was worried that I would look back with regret if I didn't do all the things I want to do. But now I obviously did not get to do those things, but it wasn't anything that was within my control, which makes me feel a little bit better, actually, because then it's like I like really had couldn't help it. Like, yeah the last semester senior year wasn't what I wanted it to be, but it wasn't my fault. Um, and so I can't really regret anything. And I would personally rather be like, oh, I didn't get to do things. It was sad and unfortunate than be like, oh, I didn't get to do things because I just, you know, didn't make the most of it myself. Um, so that helps me be at peace with it a little more. And I have no FOMO because no one's doing anything fun. So it's not like other people got to have those experiences. And so that kind of puts it into perspective, like we're home, healthy. Like, yeah, we didn't get to do those things, but no one did. So got to, you know, mm -hmm. be grateful. Yeah. yeah. 
it definitely took me a while to come to peace with it all. I went, there was a week where I was just, you know, really, I definitely went through the stages of grief, you know, the first week was great because I was in denial. Oh my God, there was so much denial. So much We're going to go back soon. We're going to, yeah, yeah exactly. I feel, I feel. Um, but I think eventually what really helped me was, I think two things. First of all, realizing that the most important things are the people and you know the people are gonna be with us hopefully you know the important ones are at least um and like my future roommates are one of my, some of my good friends from Notre Dame and I know that like you know the good friends that we made all the memories with like we will see again it's not it's not goodbye it's just you know a time where we, we're gonna have to be apart for a bit um and I think also something that's helped me has been reflecting upon the concrete changes in life because I think especially when you come to your childhood home, it's easy to be like, you know, it's four years ago and it didn't even happen, which is just a scary thought to have. You're like, wait, like, who am I? Like, was that real? And I think being able to name some of the concrete changes, like I personally, the change in my life has been huge. And being able to step back and say, like, you know, this is who the last four years has made me um, definitely helped make it feel, you know, like real and complete. Because even though, you know, we didn't get to wrap it up, it still, you know, it still was great and it was still a lot. Um, and then I think lastly, so graduation wasn't exactly what we wanted it to be. But I'm super lucky because Notre Dame is actually inviting us back for a commencement celebration in May 20, 2021. <clears throat> so next year, Memorial Day, they're planning on having a celebration for us. Is that um, separate from class of 2021's graduation? That is. Nice. So, Actually, the one thing we do is we have a senior week. I guess I say we. Notre Dame has a senior <laughs> week. Um, we didn't get a senior week between finals and graduation where they just like party all week. Um, so the class of 2021 will get that. The class of 2021 will graduate. And then a week or two later, we will come back and it will be just for us, which is kind of nice. Um, so in one way, there's like closure on my time there. But I think, you know, that last hurrah hopefully is still on the horizon. Um, and in the meantime, just, you know, trying to stay connected. What's next? Like, I know you guys kind of mentioned it at the beginning, Indianapolis, DC, but kind of where are you, what are you looking forward to um, at this moment? Something that I've been looking forward to a lot recently is establishing myself in a new place with a sense of permanency. I was a rabbit. Oh, it was a skinny old rabbit. It was so skinny. Let's feed it. <laughs> that allows me to invest in things that I feel passionately about. Because I feel like as an upperclassman in college, at least for me, like it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to invest myself in. And then in my last semesters of college, I knew that I was leaving and the end was in sight. So I found it kind of difficult to like continue to invest my time into like lasting projects and stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to like, obviously moving to Indianapolis and my job and I already have friends there, which will be really nice. And I'm looking forward to my job and I think I'll really like it and I'll like the company. But even more than that, I'm looking forward to being somewhere new where I think I'll be for a significant period of time and finding things that I want to do outside of work, whether it's something um, like finding a church that I want to join and get involved in or volunteering somewhere or something to do with 
sustainability or singing or volleyball, uh, just like kind of a chance for a fresh start. Because I know like at the beginning of college, I sat down and was like, okay, like it's a completely blank slate. Like, what do I want to do? Who do I want to be? And I have another opportunity to do that with, I think, more clarity from college than I had in high school about like what it's like to you know, be really busy and what it's like to fail and what it's like to have to really manage your time, which like high school was relatively easy to do all those things. Um, anyways, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I think like eventually real life will, you know, maybe get tedious and we'll look back and wish we were in college, but you know, college is also kind of chaotic and kind of messy yeah. at times. So I'm looking forward to like being a real adult and investing in things that real adults you know, spend their time streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to echo a lot of the same things. Um, I'm not moving till August, so I've got a little bit more time here, but I spent last summer in DC and I loved it. I just, the place, I felt, you know, really balanced for no particular, I don't, I don't know if that makes <laughs> sense, but like, I don't know, sometimes when you move to a new place, you don't know how to navigate it and you're kind of like lost a little bit until you get your bearings. Mm-hmm. And DC was just, I don't know, I just like really fell in love with the place real quick. So I'm excited to go back. Um, I'll be working for Clark Construction. So I, you know, I studied mechanical engineering, but I'm more interested in, you know, built environment and infrastructure. And as a mechanical engineer, I didn't, I got some experience with that through extracurriculars, but I didn't get a whole lot of, you know, curricular experience with that. And I'm really excited to learn a lot. I, based on what I've, um, you know, the interactions with the company so far, it seems like I'm going to have a lot of, you know, mentors to learn from um, who have a lot more experience than I do. And I'm excited to, you know, hopefully find that it's a job I'm really passionate about. I think that it's going to be engaging and, you know, uh, hopefully keep me on my toes. So I'm really looking forward to work um, to start. But then also, like Beck said, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, finding my new community in D.C. Um, I have some roommates, but... Um, I know that, you know, we're going to meet a whole bunch of new people and hopefully be there for a decent amount of time to be able to, you know, invest in it, like a place that you're making your home. Um, and then, yeah, like Beck said, college, it's messy, but in a good way, you know, like you grow from the messiness. And I think hopefully we have a little bit of that momentum going on that I'm excited to, um, like keep that going and get out there and, you know, like try new things and make mistakes and keep, you know, being hopefully less messy, just messy enough to grow, but not so messy. I regret what I did. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, you know, like life gets like, you know, stepping out of the comfort zone and keep, you know, learning things and expanding horizons. And I don't know, once, once, you know, horizons are safe to be expanded. What are you, what are you afraid of? Like going into the next phase of your life at the moment? Hmm, it's a good question. It's a good question. I'm a little afraid. I don't know, I feel like it's sometimes hard to tell whether or not you make friends by chance or whether you're friends because you truly connect with someone. Mm. And I'm a little worried that because we're in the real world and a lot of the people we meet, will be because they're like in our age or our jobs or live near us. And that it will be a little harder to find people that we like truly, truly have connections with and can, you know, really be ourselves around and vibe with and 
like, I don't know, connect with a lot. So I'm a little worried about, I think it won't be that difficult to make friends, but I think it'll be more difficult at college or high school to like find like, you know, a really cohesive, like good group founded on, you know, actually connecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I do think though that like, there's nothing wrong with friends by chance. <laughs> That's true. Like, like, no, it's still good. Like, of course you do want to find those connections, but like, there can be a lot of value in friends that you're just like, well, like I met you and now we're just going to like continue this relationship. And like, mm-hmm. it's, to, I, I, of course, like you want a mix of both. Um, like I see where that fear comes from. I definitely think there's some fear and, you know, like not really finding that you belong in a certain place. Um, I think we're both set up relatively well, but that would definitely be, you know, like the biggest fears being like, I don't, have like a backing here like we have this great backing at home and we have a great support system through like friends we already had at school um I think because I'm planning on living with people I already know I definitely like that's something that can be counted upon but I don't want to use that as a crutch you know um because when you like come in with things um like it's good that it's a given that you have these people, but I don't want that to keep me from, you know, like growing outside of the Notre Dame bubble, you know, like I can't just be friends with people from college all of my life. So I'm hoping, um, I guess that's more of a hope than a fear. I haven't really talked about. My <laughs> um, Oh, like a legit fear. Oh, um, I think I'm afraid that over these next couple months, I will not unlearn the lessons from college, but, you know, kind of they'll fade away without practice, you know, because you learn how to, you know, be yourself and live in a community and suddenly you're like this relatively functioning adult. And I'm afraid that some of that will be unlearned and will have to be kind of relearned once we enter the real world. Mm. All right. Fun question now. Tomorrow morning, say we get a headline. It's just like, oh, COVID-19 snapped away by Thanos. Like, it's just gone. Like, there's no worry about it. No one is infected. Like, there's no chance of spread. What's the first thing you do? Text all my friends. Say downtown Neighborville tonight. Let's go. (laughs) Right now. Actually, right now. From that end. Be with all the rooftop bar, rooftop bar. Yes. Eat good food, drink good drinks in a social setting. Feed that rabbit. <laughs> 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 like, the bite is running across like yeah, every two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well. just to like be out, socialize without fear. I would go give people a hug. <laughs> mm. Idea. A hug is so necessary. I know. Thank you guys for giving me the little chance to hear a little bit about your stories. Thank you. This was fun. This was fun. And to all of you listening, thank you so much for tuning into the first episode of What the Hell is Happening with the Graduates of 2020. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to subscribe, share the podcast, and leave a comment at the post at www.akshayravi.com slash podcast. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and please take care of yourselves. Thank you.